Good Tuesday morning. Today is March the 5th and it is 8:10. And we are here to seek God's face and to know his heart. I feel like we've transitioned. It started out as closet conversations with Cody and I feel like God's saying, "Listen, it's it's not about a closet, it's not about a conversation, and it's certainly not about Cody. It's about seeking his face." And knowing his heart and yesterday I was I was diving into scripture and I found Jeremiah 29 13 Jeremiah 29 13 a lot of people don't know about Jeremiah 29 13 do you know why they don't know about 29 13 Jeremiah 29 13 because they stop at Jeremiah 29 11 how many of you know what Jeremiah 29 11 says Jeremiah 29 11 says for I know the plans that I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future but now listen listen to what Jeremiah 29 13 says we love that verse we love Jeremiah 29 11 we love it because we're affirming ourselves and God is for us and not against us and he has a plan to prosper we love that word prosper but two verses after Jeremiah 29, 11 comes Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now listen to what 14 says. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. We want to get caught up on, on the plans and we want to get caught up on the prosperity and that they're good. But once we seek after God with our whole heart, we will find him. And that's what that's what this whole purpose of of the morning devotion is is that we are seeking him with our whole heart that we are we are saying god we are giving you the first fruits we are getting giving you our first of the morning to seek your face and as we seek your face we will know your heart and once we know your heart we will know that you are good we will know that you are for us we will know that nothing can stand against us because you love us we will know that you will use all things for the good we will know that you are our provider and that you will provide everything. We will know that we can do all things through Christ. But it starts at seeking his face, not his hands, not seeking at what he can do. Lord, I need a miracle. I need a touch. I need financial prosperity. I need this. You're looking at this, but what you need to be looking at is the face of God. Amen. I just felt led to say that this morning. That is not that is not in the the Bible plan. I just had to be obedient to release that word. So whoever that was for, Amen. Receive it, receive it. Well, we are finishing. We are wrapping up our Bible plan on no looking back. We've been covering this for the last five days, 
and it has been, in my opinion, it has been a, a phenomenal Bible plan because there's so much truth in it, because there are so many people that are living stuck in the past, past sin, past mistake, past glory, whatever that looks like for you, whatever past thing is is still latched on to you. We've, we, we have been after that this week. God has been after that this week. And we've covered a lot of ground. This whole series is on the podcast. It's on the YouTube channel. If you want to go back and listen to it and not sift through all the Facebook videos, the links are right there in the description. But the title of today's message, the, today, the, the final day of the devotion, is Looking Back Limits the Future. It is heartbreaking to see so many people live their lives camping out in the past that cannot be changed and turning their backs on a grand future. We all know it is impossible to be effective in two places simultaneously, and the only person that can accomplish that is God. We can never give 100% of ourselves in the present if we keep dwelling on the past. Our potential will never reach its maximum capacity. Future goals get delayed. Insecurity and fear will dominate. The flesh will rule, and life will become one heap of complaining. There's a lot at stake to remain, and truthfully, your life will be unhappy. The children of Israel found themselves in extreme bondage. They cried to God to deliver them. God sent a deliverer. They experienced firsthand the goodness, kindness, protection, and provision of God. He split the Red Sea. He destroyed their enemies. He made bitter water sweet. He rained manna from heaven and fed them. Their shoes never wore out, even though they were in the desert for 40 years, and their clothes were kept. He covered them, moved with them, and most of all, loved them, even when they complained. But they could not let go of the past, and that blinded them of the glorious future God had for them. They were eyewitnesses to the promised land flowing with milk and honey, but because they did not rid themselves of the look back mentality, they saw giants in the land rather than the big, big God with them. My goodness. Wow. They were eyewitnesses to the promised land flowing with milk and honey, but because they did not rid, rid themselves of the look-back mentality, they saw giants in the land rather than the big, big God with them. The past kept them in fear, and they doubted God's plans. Because of their evil report of the goodness of God, they never made it to the promised land. Today, the story is told in this plane of, of greater value than silver and gold. It may have been too late for the Israelites in the wilderness, but it's not too late for you. Living in the past is a great detriment to your future. I want to ask you today to leave the past behind, clear your heart of the clutter, and take hold of the glorious future God has planned out for you. The past is over. God is about moving forward. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the revelation I've received, and I genuinely want to make it into the future God has for me. I am sorry I've wasted so much time on the things I cannot change. I am sorry for taking granted what you so freely provide for me every day. I am sorry for robbing the people in my life of the look back mentality. Wow. Wow. 
I don't even want to add anything to that. I don't want to add anything to that. That is exactly what we are seeing right now in today's church culture. We're looking at past mistakes. We're looking at past hurt. We're, we're stuck in immaturity. I was just talking with, with one of my best friends this morning about how there's the, the cycle of the maturity of a Christian. We start out as babies on the milk, and then we're a toddler, and then we go to teenager, and then we go to an adult. And then that adult cycle, we, we should start producing babies and then start raising babies up to a child, into a teenager, into an adult. And then we start, that's what discipling is. Yet are so many of the Christians are stuck in the teenager stage, the teenage mentality. Well, think about it. Teenagers, they have it all figured out. Teenagers, I'm invincible. I don't need any help. Teenagers, exploring, doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Teenagers in the natural, teenagers in the spiritual. When will the Christian brother and sister wake up and grow into maturity? When will they start going into adulthood and start reproducing a mature Christian? We cannot have mature Christianity if we're still stuck looking in the past. If we're still held bound by the sins that, so, that have so long been attached to us. At what point, how much longer do you want to walk with an anchor with a weight behind you. How much longer do you want to carry that? We've got to stop looking back. Let's get into the scripture. <laughs> Numbers 13. Verses 21 through... We've got a lot of scripture, so we'll just dive into it. So they went up and explored the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob near Labo Hamath. Going north, they passed the Negev and arrived at Hebron, where Ahim, Sasashi, Talmai, all descendants of Anak lived. The ancient town of Hebron was founded seven years before the Egyptian city of Zon. When they came to the valley of Eskol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. They also brought back samples of the pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eskel, which means cluster, because a cluster of grapes the Israelite men cut there. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh, in the wilderness of Paran. They reported the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. My goodness. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. I can't keep it in. Do you know, do you know why the enemy is fighting so hard? Do you know why there's such, a, there's such an opposition for mature Christianity? 
It's because if once the Christian, once the mature Christian enters into that land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land, what happens? They produce fruit the size that two men have to carry one branch. That's the fruit, the fruit that that is is <laughs> is guarded by the enemy. The enemy doesn't want us to produce fruit like that. The enemy doesn't want us to walk in the blessings and the land flowing with milk and honey. The, the enemy wants to stop us from that because he knows that once the enemy or, or once, once a mature Christian gets into the promised land, then, then that is what starts. That's what starts producing. That's start, what starts flowing out. He wants to keep us from that. Are you seeing that, beloved? The Amicalites live in the... The Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. We have two mature Christians in this group. But Caleb, but Caleb tried to quiet the people. Caleb and Joshua were the only two out of the 12 that were sent out, the only two that came back with, with this mentality. But Caleb tried to quiet the people. As they stood before Moses, let's go at once and take the land. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to him, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. I just release right now, Father. I just release a David anointing. Lord, for those that are willing to receive it, I pray right now that the, the David anointing, the oil would be released in the spiritual realm. That the same spirit that lived inside David, the same tenacity, the same unctured to say who dare stands against the living God as he faced Goliath. Lord, I release that spirit. I receive that spirit inside me that says, I know that with you all things are possible. So any giant, anything that stands in my way, Father, I know that you will come back with its head. Thank you in Jesus' name. Numbers 14, 20. Then the Lord said, I will pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I've performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me, refusing to listen to my voice. They refuse to obey. They refuse to walk in obedience. They refuse to obey all the way. They refuse to obey right away. They, they refuse to obey the Lord. They will never see the land I swore to give their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. Some of you are wondering why. Why have I not had a breakthrough? Why have I not experienced what I need to? Are you walking in obedience? Are you walking in obedience? Are you listening to the commands of God? It's not God doesn't like you. It's not that you don't deserve it. It's not that you haven't done, you haven't lived right for it. It's are you walking in obedience? Are you walking into the commands of God? Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> I did not read 100%. I did not read the scripture. I read over the devotional. I did not read what scriptures we were reading. <laughs> 
Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you hope in the future. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 3, 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward. We've talked about this every single day. And looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. <laughs> God is all over this message. I, I can hardly... I can hardly focus. Um, his presence is so strong right now. And there was, there is such a release. So whoever that was for, it's, it's out there and it's a free gift. The only thing you have to do is go and receive it. Go and pick that up. The David anointing, that's free. Just receive it. Speak it over your life. And then when you're ready, make a container for it for you to receive that David anointing seek after him with all of your heart it's it Jeremiah 29 11 is good but Jeremiah 29 13 that's what it's all about father we thank you so much for this my goodness this series that we've just finished Lord the amount of truth and the amount of freedom that was released in the last five days father I just pray pray the blood of Jesus over the, the seeds for each and every day. Lord, I, I, I pray that the you would start seeing fruit produce from the seeds as, as your sons and daughters are turning from their past, as they're getting up out of the chair that they were thought they were held hostage in and realizing that Jesus Christ paid it all on the cross. Father, that they're walking in, in obedience, that they're walking in your commands, that they're hearing your voice and they're listening. And Father, that they that that they desire to seek the promised land flowing with milk and honey, that they aren't scared of giants, Lord, that they aren't scared of the enemy, that, that, that the enemy is has already been conquered through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, Lord, let us walk in boldness. Let us walk in, in obedience and let us walk in, oh, gosh, the power and authority that you've called us to walk in. Lord, I thank you for, for the, the those that are going to receive what was released today. I pray just a special blessing over those. Special blessing. Lord, keep your anointed protected. I just pray the blood of Jesus over them. And, and I release the, the full armor of God over them, that they would walk in, in protection as they receive, as they're growing into maturity. Father, we ask for forgiveness of our sins. We repent from those. We leave those at the foot of the cross and we seek your face wholeheartedly lord we take up the full armor of god we thank you that your your mercies are new every single morning we love you it's in jesus mighty name we pray amen have a wonderful day beloved we will see you tomorrow morning i'll have a new bible plan unless god tells me differently we'll have a new bible plan ready for you to start we love you see you tomorrow